Mary Shoes for the Unrose Lawn and this is Inside Exec. Today our topic is long distance collaboration for projects. Brought about initially on my part by the fact that I have been just involved in a long distance collaboration for a project over the past six months and that culminated in uh, an activity that was publicly viewable. Now the collaboration that I was part of involved a fair bit of creativity in terms of the, the outcome of the project and I was only collaborating for the most part with one other person who was a distance of perhaps five hours drive away from me. So a reasonable distance in terms of not being able to quickly jump in a car or find a, a convenient meeting point halfway between the two. We both obviously have businesses to run ourselves so that time was a critical issue as well. I guess the biggest issue for us was expressing the creativity and the creative activities that we had to do as part of that creativity. And then we had associated people that needed to have input to the project in terms of supply, but that didn't come until very much later in the project. Although that was probably the biggest issue, the biggest problem area. As it turned out, it wasn't something that we anticipated was going to be a problem at the beginning because it was a government process and we thought that we would just follow the rules and follow the outline of whatever was produced and, and we would get the result that we needed to get before the end of the project. And when I look at it in terms of review, the issues for us were the, the communication of creativity and creative activities and then the associated time that we needed to allow for activities where we had a minimum amount of input but we needed the output of that activity as part of our project. I will share with you my experience in running projects that are um, long distance. In a nutshell, I, what worked best for me was not to take too much notice of the fact that they are long distance and, and using the same principles. So if you had everybody in the same building, you go through what is the project, who should be on the project and what each role is. The most important I found is that you include everyone, whether it's at the beginning, middle or end, even if they don't play a part right till the end or maybe, to include them right from the beginning because they have a lot to contribute and also then you don't get to the end and then find out, oops, uh, we should have gone about it that way. So identify all parties and all stakeholders and have a representative, you can't have everyone. And then the way to run it throughout the project after setup is to break them up into groups the way you would if they all in one room to work on different aspects of the project. That works really well because it's long distance. They'll talk to each other more. They know that those three people, one might be in the US, one in the UK and one in Australia and they can still work on that and they everybody knows what they're doing and how that fits in with the rest of the team and so on. So again, break them up into subgroups and make sure it's all interactive. The other thing is that is really fantastic these days is that we've got many, many more tools to help us do things online, not face-to-face, etc. And there is a lot of more advanced
finance project management tools, but also there's software, and one of them that comes to mind is called Asana, A-S-A-N-A. I believe, I haven't used it, so I can't speak for it, but I believe that sort of software will turn everything that's recorded on there into actions, and it happens almost instantaneously. Now, obstacles will come up, always will. So as a subgroup A is working on item two, and they have um, a challenge, an obstacle, whatever you like to call it, again, that's flagged to the rest of the team, and the rest of the team will say, I don't know, but somebody I know would, you know, been through it before and here's a contact or here's my thoughts on it. Having done both, having done the, the long distance and the, the localised projects, is one easier to manage than the other? Yes and no. I think sometimes with the ones that local, you think it'll be easier because you think I'll see these people all the time. What I find when, when they're more remote and distance they keep to the timeline a lot better. Yeah, more structured about the, yeah. the management of that activity. Yeah, and you have to organise a time that suits people, like because, you know, different countries, different states, different time zones, so people make a better effort, if you like. And, and you should be more structured about yeah. who's doing what, the responsibilities across the board. I guess for this most recent project, because it's top of mind for me at the moment, is that we made a whole lot of mistakes in terms of the management of it. We didn't really talk about who's responsible for what. We didn't look at how long the project was going to take, only that we, we knew we had a particular end date where it had to be done by. And we certainly didn't do what Fulgana's just talked about. We didn't involve everyone right from the start. We left some of it till right at the end, which was uh, problematic at the time and was able to be overcome only because we were able to present the people involved with the deadline and say, well, we need it by this date and your input is this and we've done everything else. And that was probably muddied somewhat by the fact that we got a lot of different information about what we had to do for that final process. And so even people who were involved in that activity, who were also remote from where we were, all gave us different opinions, as it turned out, about what had to be done because there was nothing written down about what actually should be done. So that, I guess that's another area of concern when you're managing and coordinating those, those long-distance collaborations, is that does everybody understand what the process is? Do we know what the process is definitively? And then does everyone understand it? I agree. And, but it can also be used by some people as um, an obstacle for the sake of it. So, for example, when you're across states or country, it might come up with an issue that says, well, this is won't work here because the answer to that is, what, what is it? Does it have to be slightly different for one state or one country? Is that a compliance, a legal matter? And that's why it's very important to have people from compliance involved either 100% or throughout the project, somebody from legal, etc. You don't just call them in at one point. You, they can see the full thread of what's happening. That involvement can be in more than one way. I mean, their involvement could be in copied in on stuff and our specific help. I, I'm a believer in a cross-functional project. You have every area, whether it's operations, sales, marketing, you know, the whole lot. So we get the, the outcome as it should be, not missing any. Extend the project now to the fact that we're at the, a project presentation time 
and so the remote long distance people have been brought together as the, the project team for the final preparation of the presentation of the project. As was the case for me, there was a, a difference in our interpretation, which only became apparent once we were physically in the same room and looked at what we were going to present as part of the project result. Then it came about really almost starting the project again with the, the structure of what we, we had already done and saying, well, this is the material we've got. What are we going to do with it now to provide this outcome that we have to present in two days' time? The negotiation that happens at that point and the readjusting of the project is interesting and could be potentially an area of concern, but in this case it wasn't. We actually worked through what we had to do and what resources we had in front of us and what the outcome was going to be. And we brought in at that point a few little extra outside resources that we could get hold of in the short space of time and incorporated those into it. When it then got to project presentation day, that was fine. This was a physical issue. The transportation of the project product was problematic and it got damaged on the way to the project presentation. Then it became a matter of we've got, we've got five hours to get this ready for the public to see what can we do in this point at this point in time to fix it. So we adjusted as we went along the way. You really need to make sure that the communication within the, the team, because they've come together for this very intense period of time after a long period of time of long distance communication, do we need to make sure that the, the communication under pressure is as good as it has been when it's not been under pressure? For my part, there was a change in the communication at that point and and the person that I had been working with all this time, I thought we were working along the same lines. She suddenly became very concerned that I would be distressed at the changes that we had to make at that point. And, and because I wasn't talking, which is in actually my way when we're doing these things, is I don't talk much. I actually do the stuff and then I'll talk about it afterwards. She didn't know that. And so she thought because I'd gone quiet that there was a problem and then I was concerned and I was upset or I was distressed or whatever it was. But she was strong enough to say, are you all right with this? Is this okay? And then I realised that it was because I wasn't talking. So in that sense, we, we had a, a good working relationship. But it, that could be an issue where if you don't know the long distance collaborator all that well, then you need to re-establish what the communication lines are and what the communication style will be when, when the situation changes from the collaboration to the presentation. Later on, when, when this work had been on display for a few days, there were issues with the stability of it and the physical stability of it. And then we had some people who came past and decided they wanted to souvenir some of it and that meant that it fell over completely and we had to adjust to that. All of those, the emotional turmoil of that intense period of time when we actually did come together having had such a long period of time where there was not a whole lot of emotion happening in the collaboration. I know the situation you're talking about and I think you couldn't have done it any differently. What I like about what you experienced is the way that you reacted to those unforeseen things that do happen in all projects. Mm. At the end of the day you've done stuff and then 
they don't go to plan, but you knew how to recover and how you recovered and still with the high integrity of the project and the communication under pressure. In some cases, that's all you can do. In other cases, in most other projects, for the remoteness and so you understand each other and style, there is plenty of opportunity to use face communication remotely now. So there's no excuse and getting to know people. So you can do that and, and that will help. The other thing is, if your deadline for a project and the final presentation is end of the month, I normally try and make sure it we are prepared at least two weeks, if not a month beforehand, and do a dry run. So in other words, yeah. you do the presentation, but not just within the team, you invite, because in theory you're finished. <laughs> so what you do, you invite key stakeholders, just a couple, and you say this is, if you like, a draft, a dry run, and, and they'll give you the opportunity mm -hmm. to look at anything missing, anything you should add, anything that can enhance it within the terms of the project. If you do that, then you have even a better opportunity to have it done. And picking your presenters is key. It doesn't have to be the project manager and it doesn't have to be one person. Mm -hmm. Again, as earlier on I mentioned, you break them up into groups, subgroups. Maybe again, maybe there are things to have each subgroup do their bit. And always, always test your product. <laughs> In other words, if you're presenting a software, make sure it is working, even the prototype or whatever it is at the dry run and the day of presentation. And always be prepared for it not to work for yeah. any sorts of reasons or for the, yeah. the resources to not be available at the time that you need them to be available. You just need to have that backup plan as well. And I think that along with all of that, the review afterwards is just as important because what, yes. what uh, my collaborators and I have gone through is a review, a post-project presentation review, and we can see what worked for us as individuals and as a team and what we needed to have paid more attention to. And as a review of that activity, which is an ongoing activity, it happens every three years, so we now have information that we can pass on to the next people who do it, which again will probably be a long distance collaboration to say this is what worked for us, this is what we needed to look out for, these are the the things that you need to be aware of in terms of the the actual physical project itself. Let someone else benefit from that experience because otherwise it's wasted. If you just do the project well and you live with the consequences of it, it's mm. it's only half finished in my view. Agree. The other thing is all these projects obviously have a project manager, but the sponsor is key. You have to have a sponsor, and usually it's got to be someone who has a lot of influence in the organisation, CEO, one down, etc. When you're doing long distance, I think it might sound like an overkill, but it really does make a big difference if you have an in-country or a state sponsor because there will be times where people have to work more or less or change from business as usual to put more time in the project, etc. You want someone there that will make things happen. So I find that if you have your overall sponsor, but a country-based or state-based, whatever your project um, spread is, it makes a difference. And people will, will know there's a lot of effort 
time and appetite for that project, so they supported. It's interesting because that, in my mind, that brings up a whole other conversation that we can have because we indeed did have a couple of sponsors uh, in inverted commas and our reaction to that was that we actually didn't want their input because we wanted to prove something to them that we could do so this is very bad so I won't talk about it now um, it's okay that Kim mentioned it so don't do it <laughs> She's so happy. She yeah. have to say, don't do something Kim said. <laughs> we better end it now. We better end it now while she's on a high note. We will do that. Thank you for your attendance today. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Juliana Osborne. This is Inside Exec. Mm-hmm.